Hello, I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends one at a time. I'm here with my good friends, Jackie and Vanessa. Hi, I'm Jackie Rodriguez, and I'm the Fanatical Friends fan, Triple F. <laughs> well, I'm Vanessa Martinez, and I am getting up to that Triple F fandom. <laughs> Yay! A few more episodes to go. <laughs> All right. Well, we're making a dent. We're on episode 61, the one where Monica and Richard are friends, premiered on January 30th, 1997, with an audience of 28 million viewers. Jackie, give us an overview. Yes, so Richard is back. We, I told you guys this isn't the last we see of him, and this still isn't the last that we see of him, but I'm glad to have him back for an episode. So he's back, but not in the way we want him to be for Monica. Rachel and Joey read two iconic books, and Phoebe dates a sporty dude, but he's sporting too much with his shorts. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that was funny. But what do you guys think of Richard coming back, of Tom Salat coming back? I loved it. <laughs> yeah. So, With no mustache. <laughs> I actually liked this episode a lot. I thought it was. I, I thought it was interesting that he did shave. Did he shave for the show, or he had just shaved? He shaved for a movie. He was oh, he actually filming um, In and Out, a comedy movie. Oh wow! With Kevin Klein, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he shaved for that reason. It was that was the first thing I noticed that his mustache was gone, and I didn't know how to feel about that. Also, yeah, the- I didn't. He just huh? looks so sporty, or he looks so like rugged with his mustache. I like him better with it. It looks weird without. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I I liked that he came back, but I also didn't like how he was leading her on despite hurting her the first time, and it took her six months to get over him. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like neither of them are over each other. Exactly. They're not over each other. And it's just comforting when you see somebody that used to be in love with and to rekindle that. But, you know, bad news, though, it Mm. is. It is. I mean, like, but she comes to her senses, you know, at the end of the episode. But it is bad news. You should I don't recommend it. It's just like, you know, you're you're hurting yourself. So he is handsome, though. I tall, very tall, yes. I wonder because if he was just so likable that people wanted to see more of him, that's why they decided to bring him back, you know, for an episode. But um, what was the point of that? Like, it wasn't enough. I wonder, like, because they originally knew that Ross and Rachel were going to have an up-and-down relationship. But were they trying to explore that with Richard, I wonder? So Maybe this gives us hope for a successful couple. You know, because we see Ross challenge on the decline. Now we see Monica on the upline. I think there that could be. Yeah, I also think that they're trying to just get back into the relationship storylines because yeah. I feel like we kind of deviated from that some. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like the last few episodes weren't really like relationship central. So, but I when agree. he was in the waiting for her in the bedroom with the roses and in the tuxedo. I was like, oh my God, that's so great. And then Rachel knew it too. And then just kind of let on a little bit at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was not funny, but it was kind of nice to see her friends showing such concern that she ran into Richard because it showed that they really cared about her and they didn't want her to get hurt again. Yeah. Also, I think my first inclination that uh, Chandler may have something for Monica. 
Why? Yeah, How so? Because he was very concerned, like, oh, she just spent the last six months getting over him, and now she's uh, uh, being friends with him or, you know, whatever, having yeah. a burger with him or whatever he said. So I oh. thought that was kind of the maybe the first inkling that something more may be brewing. Well, you know what? We'll have to ask because we're going to have another writer on and we'll have to ask him because we didn't ask Ira in our last episode we spoke to. We didn't ask him when did they think of Chandler and Monica. So I want to ask Adam Chase that who we're going to ask. That's a good idea. Let's be sure to remember to do that. Whether it was just because the chemistry between the actors grew or were they even were they thinking about it this early yeah yeah you reminding me uh, reminding us about that jason that little thing that you pointed out also kind of reminded me of something that i noticed between chandler and monica monica was standing behind him um while he was sitting at the dining table and she put his her hand on like his shoulders Aww. and i was like oh that's pretty touchy feely i was like but go on kind but of that's thing. like a caring thing like when you put your hand yeah 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 but i mean I mean, I guess they were close, so guy and a girlfriend, but Jackie, would you do that to, like, a guy no. friend? Nope. That was, like, yeah. really close. Unless I'm trying to get their attention and tapping them. <laughs> right. No, but she had her hat on there. I don't remember yeah, if it was this episode yeah. or what. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't, like, purposely put my hand on a shoulder or on a leg or anything unless I'm, like, like them in that way, you know? But uh, and then I do like the way the story arc went with them, and then how it ended when, when Monica tried to recreate the roses yes. on the bed and surprise him, and that <laughs> did not go well. <laughs> that was so funny because it was like she came, he came in with a date, and then she's like r- trying to sip the wine and the roses. It was it was cute. It was funny. I like how they put that funny spin on it, of course, as always, as they do. And if they did a funny spin, but that also was the impetus for them to decide not to um, mm-hmm. not to be friends friends with benefits was they didn't they didn't, I guess they didn't call it that phrase wasn't coined yet I guess yeah. <laughs> right right but that's what they were they were friends with benefits and I think they you know they like that and they try to do that for a little while and be casual but if clearly their relationships too far gone for them to or their the passion they have for each other mm-hmm. too far gone to, to be that casual yeah yeah exactly yeah, right. they're all in or all out yeah, and mm-hmm. that's the thing too. You just have to because I've had experiences like that where you're all they're all in or all out, and you have to just really like stand up for yourself and just be like, "Nope, I want a commitment. I'm walking away." And it's hard, but you know, it's what you got. I don't do. know what the problem is. I don't know why they can't be together. I know, yeah. like, like it's just he doesn't want kids. Like she wants kids. That's the whole thing, you know. So was that brought up in this episode too? No. Like, no. No, yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was brought up in the beginning where she, where she's trying to explain it to her friends and oh. that she was going to go on, make lasagna with him. Mm-hmm. And because she ran into him at the video store, which I thought was like perfect, the video store, because it was embarrassing. Um, but she and said, she didn't have want kids. Yes. And it's funny because it's like she runs into him when she's least expecting it, which is how it always happens. I ran into an ex, he was crossing the street crossing my crosswalk where I was stopped at. And I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> so as, as millennials or young people that when you see scenes like that about she's returning the video and it's eight o'clock. So she had to pay the late fee. Yeah. Does that seem weird to you? Do you, you get that? Mm-hmm. It, I get it. 
I, I had a yeah. yeah. Oh, no. was still around in the 90s when I was a kid and I'd be excited. Oh, let me give me $3 so I can rent a movie for two nights. I still did that. I yeah. still did that. That doesn't feel weird to me because yeah. I would do it. There was a blockbuster okay. um, down the street from where we, I used yeah. to live and we would rent movies probably like two or three at a time and then my mom would take me back and I would get out of the car and drop them off in the Dropbox. So that yeah. I wouldn't get, we wouldn't get charged with late fee. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe younger millennials, because we're on the older millennial side. Like, I think maybe like like the 26, 25 year olds, maybe not. So, um, but yeah, it, I, it was always a fun thing. And in my hometown, in my tiny little hometown in Northern California, there is still a video store. It's called Escalon no. Video. Yes, it might be the only one left in California, but yes. And my brother-in-law, whenever he comes with my sister to visit for Christmas or holidays, we go to it just for the novelty. <laughs> and do you know the average cost to rent a movie now? I don't know. There, like at the store? I haven't gone. Oh. It's always him that goes because I'm just like, whatever. But we used to, you know, walk over and go rent the movie and then get some ice cream at the drive-in. And, you know, like, it was cute. Anyway. I'll tell you, I worked at a video store when I was in You did? Company. Oh, like, which one? Was it was it just a mom and pop. It was yeah. called Magic Video. Oh, that's cute. How long were you working there for? Uh, I worked there for a year, and then I, I the only reason, I loved it. It was actually my favorite yeah. job of all time because <laughs> you got to watch like during slow times, you could watch mm -hmm. a movie, or you, we'd always have something playing. Uh -huh. And at the end of the night, anything that was left, you could take home as long as you brought it back before the store opened at like eleven the next day. Oh my gosh, how that's fun! Pretty cool. That's how you were able to watch all these like movies because I know you're. That's why I've seen that. every movie yeah. from the eighties. <laughs> That explains it. That explains it. Yeah, I worked there from, so bad anymore. Yeah, I worked there from eighty nine to ninety, and that's why I've literally seen every movie. Every movie. Wow. <laughs> I've seen those eighties and nineties movies. Some I have, some I haven't. But yeah, that explains it. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a great. It was a great job. Mm -hmm. But it just, and it's funny because it just, you know, that doesn't really exist anymore. The other thing I thought was I was going to ask you about with like nostalgia of when. Um, uh, Phoebe's guy comes in and asks if there's a phone he can check his messages on, which I thought was weird to start yeah. with. And then she says, oh, there's one in the back. Do you need a quarter? And, uh, you know, oh, payphone. A pay yeah, payphone. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that is nostalgic. Yeah, I mean, I used to use payphones, you know, like or I, what I would do when I was in high school, when I would get done with my volleyball practices, I would call collect. And you know, when they say, um, it's your your name, I'd be like, mom, I'm done with practice, come pick me up. And then hang up. And then she'd <laughs> <the> charges. <laughs> so, yeah, I would use paper like almost every day in high school. So. I probably, like I was in seventh grade when I got my first cell phone. So I never, Whoa. and that was when I started, you know, going to, or, being in extracurricular activities and I would have to yeah. call my mom to come pick me up. But yeah. thankfully they were able to get me a cell phone. So I, I think I probably used a pay phone a handful of times when my phone would die. Oh and I had God. a quarter in hand. That looks great. That's yeah, good for them. That's the only thing to call your parents. But like my yeah. high school was like five minutes from my home. It was a very so. limited plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably like 20 text messages. Oh, I like the nostalgia of this episode. <laughs> when I was a kid, we, there was the one movie theater and there was a phone, just a regular phone mounted on the wall that everybody used to call their parents to come pick them up. Oh. The we all had to stand in line to call. Oh, that's pretty smart. That was free? Yeah. That oh is pretty God. smart. But it was a, a local number. It was all. Yeah. yeah. We didn't that's even have to dial. This is how rural it was. We didn't even have to dial the whole number. 
No, same here. We never we never had to dial um uh, for my little hometown, we never had to dial the two zero nine like the, the area code. I we remember didn't, no, we didn't even have to dial the prefix. You only had to dial what? the last number of the prefix. No, I remember what? that. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember we would just dial the we would dial the area code and then all of a sudden something changed where you had to start or if you were dialing out of the area code then you would put one yeah, and, and then the area code. Yeah. Right. Wait, you didn't even I think it still the- works where you don't have to dial the air, area code. So you didn't uh, dial the like. So the prefix was four eight three. My parents' number, which is still the same since nineteen seventy two, was four eight three five zero four three. And all you had to do was dial the three in the five zero four three. Oh, then never mind. Oh, okay. That that is like really like how small was your hometown? It was seven thousand people. Seven thousand. Uh-huh. Oh wow! Wow, that's pretty good. That, that's my hometown right now is seven thousand. <laughs> Growing up, it was like two thousand. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's so small, but it's still cute, and I like visiting. My parents still live there, so it's all good. <laughs> Do they still have that phone at the school you went to? No, they Jack, actually, uh, Jason. Oh, well, okay. uh, the movie theater's not open anymore. Oh, oh. okay. Oh. oh, well, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting because they had this Monica storyline that was kind of serious, had its funny moments, mm-hmm. but then the Phoebe storyline was <laughs> yes. completely absurd and out there, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, Robert from California. It's so funny because I keep wanting to call him Robert California, and that's from the <laughs> office. Oh, oh, I didn't get So I have to say Robert from California. <laughs> I know. It's completely just out of left field. I wonder, because, you know, when Iris said they all have three threads and then, you know, this storyline, what kind of prompted this storyline? Because it's so random. (laughs) Really random. I mean, it it goes to the fact that, you know, Phoebe always dates these really, you know, handsome, either super smart or super athletic, these kind of intense men. And she's, you know, yeah. I love that she's going to teach her all these uh, sporty things. And then Ross says, what are you going to do for him? I'm going to let him. (laughs) That's true. And he had to be from California because I feel like there's always this coastal like uh, competition, you know, Californian salads, greens, active. And then like New Yorkers are all just like brash and like in your face, you know? Yes. Yeah. But it was, it was funny. I, I, I love with that whole storyline. I love um, Gunther's line. <laughs> it's the best because they spent the entire episode and nobody could tell him. I mean, Phoebe can't even tell him. I know. And, uh, Gunther in two seconds. Oh my god! He says, yes. "Hey, buddy, this is a family place. Put the mouse back in the house." Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, that's funny. Heard it. It had to be somebody from the outside of their friend group because then it'd just be weird if she ended up dating him for a while and they would be, oh, you're the one who told me, you know. But, yeah, so in an interview with Good Morning America, James Michael Tyler said that this is his favorite line of all time. <laughs> Which is I've good. heard that phrase, put the mouse back in the house, have you? No. No, I haven't. <laughs> There's a there was always a saying like if your fly was down it would say uh, shut the barn door before the mule gets out. Oh my god! <laughs> I've never heard of that either. Oh, that's funny. I just hear use the first down or yeah, use the first down. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, but that is an interesting storyline, and I do wonder too how the writers came up with it. Maybe like Why? somebody experienced it. Yeah, but maybe they we'll took just- it. 
took it and they took it and they took it. They, they kept going with it and kept making it more like, you know, first just Chandler saw it and then Chandler and Ross and then uh-huh. Chandler and Joey. And then when Phoebe saw it and then Rachel, when she saw it, it was just like, she had no idea how to do, what to expect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just kind of funny. The It layered on. It, right. They just kept layering it on and on. I guess that's the, the good way of, of a running gag is just to, yeah. to go in and to take it to the next level and take it. To the, I guess you have to think about how absurd can we make this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. And totally. I mean, it was good. I thought it, they did a good job with it. Yeah. It was really funny. Yeah. It yeah. was hilarious. It didn't mean anything, but it was, you know, funny. I guess it gives a little insight into Phoebe's dating life, but. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I, I have never seen a guy, thankfully sit the way that Robert from California was sitting. Yeah. He's so open. <laughs> He was open, you know. He had the man spread going. He had no problem. It was a great gag, and I, but you would feel a draft. Yeah. <laughs> and they were very thin shorts. Right. I mean, yeah. when you're wearing a skirt, don't you re- yes. know when you're, <laughs> when you're, you know, knees yes. are together? <laughs> yes. When you're exposed, you're like, okay, that's why women cross their legs or cross their yeah. ankles. <laughs> it becomes a habit. Otherwise, you're just like, hey. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he's used to that draft, so who knows? Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> he's a California just, dude. It's cold in New York. I know. Yeah, that's true. Because they're all wearing jackets still. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, you know, the, this was released in January. Yeah. But there's always those that guy who's wearing shorts. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so let's take a quick break, and then my favorite storyline of this uh, this episode, and maybe one of my favorite storylines, you know, one one episode storylines of all time. I love the story, so we'll talk more about that when we get when we come right back. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, we're back, and who knew Joey was a book reader? I know! It's that was like, surprising. I, I like that they brought his intellectual value up because, like, they're like, okay, maybe we are getting him, he's like you know, acting a little too dumb. Let's bring his intellectual value up and have him read an iconic book, Little Women. <laughs> I love that he's reading uh, uh, The Shining and then Rachel talks about Little Women. Yeah. And it's, it's really great. Yeah. Yeah. I still have never, I've never seen The Shining and I haven't read Little Women, I will admit, but I am an avid book reader. I read a book about every three or four weeks. And so I've never read The Shining. I've read, yeah. I read Little Women years ago. And I actually thought the last, um, the, uh, the last movie version was very good. Yeah. I saw the movie, so I know what they're talking about. <laughs> I've yeah. seen the movie The Shining, which is scary, scary, scary. Yeah. 
I've been to that hotel, the Estes Hotel in Colorado. I, I've been there, but I didn't go inside. I just kind of looked on the outside. We drove up, and they're all, do you want to go inside? I said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen The Shining multiple times. I've never read or seen Little Woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's You've never so seen good. It, it is it's so fun. good. You can't help but not. It made it. me cry. Oh my gosh! Like, there's a line that Joe says. I forget what it is because I again haven't read the book, which I should. But um, and that just made me tear up. Like it was so. It's so good, Vanessa. Re- see the Meryl Streep one, the last one. So. Okay. Yeah, I. But it was funny how he put the book in the freezer, just yeah. like in The Shining. <laughs> there was like a freezer part. There yeah. was, I've never seen it, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy, Jack. <laughs> uh, I don't watch scary movies. Very upsetting. And, and it's funny because when um, Megan Henderson and Kimberly and Brian Chu and I went to Vietnam with uh, UNICEF, the first night we got there, we had to drive out of the city for hours. And it was late at night, and we got to this hotel. And it was practically, I mean, I don't know if it was really empty, but it was because it was late at night. But it seemed like it was completely empty. I'm like, we're in the Shining Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it had that weird, like, 70s carpet, too. Yeah. It was, oh, it was uh, a creepy place. I've seen that scene, though. Like, that's an iconic scene where the twins come out in the hallway yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So I've seen that scene. So I know what he's talking about when he tries to not spoil it for for Rachel. You know, when the dun 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 come out. You know, that's like. fantastic. Oh, it's so good. It's It's. I love just them too, like try not to spoil each other because me and my sister, like we read each other's books. Like um, I finish a book and I give it to her. She finishes a book. She gives it to me. And then like, we're like, okay, where are you? Okay. Let's talk about it. You know, it's like our own little book club, me and my sister. So it's fun that just like reading it with somebody or like helping somebody out or just like talking about it. I love, I love books. So I'm like a big book nerd. So <laughs> I love Joey so much now. Yeah, he totally got into because you know he uh, obviously didn't. It never even heard a little woman, and it would never be on yeah. his reading list. You know, that's a girl book, at, yeah. you know. And then he reads it, and then, and then the the thing between the two of them where he's accidentally, you know, mm-hmm. his way of trying to disguise what happened, and then tells her what happened, and she retaliates, and it is brutal. Yeah. He gets when, so she, when she says yeah. F dies, I literally burst out laughing. Like, that is so mean. So mean. So mean. Like, and Ross also recognized that. I'd be like, why are you ruining a book that first book that he's ever been invested in? Which is true, you know? So that's good. But that Ross is so mean. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe she did that. But. <laughs> yeah. It happens. It happens. It's so, it's so devastating. It is. Really in the movie, in the book, too. I mean, it's... And then yeah. at the end, he goes, that's really sick. Yeah, I don't care, but I don't think she can do anything about it. <laughs> and you know what, though? Like, this, this is the first time we've seen all of them, like, read. You you notice that they, they have books, and it's nice. I've always said, like, I like holding a book. I don't want to read it on my phone. I don't want to read it on a Kindle. I like holding a book. And they always do. The friends always do kind of have a book. Nine days, honey. They yeah. were still e-readers. Well, I know, e-readers. <laughs> I obviously for that time, but like for me as of now, kids are watching this. You know, yeah. maybe you know. But I do all three. I read physical books. I read books on my phone and my iPad, and then I also yeah. listen to books. Yeah, 
And Ross was reading a book too when they were all discussing um, when, when well, they were all bed, he's reading something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So in this one, he's reading um, in Central Park. Ross is reading Race: How Blacks and Whites Think and Feel About American Obsession by Studs Terkel, which was a bestseller in 1992 about race in America. So he's like has his intellectual social justice book, and then talking to Joey about Little Women. So, all right, are you guys reading anything right now? I just started The Guest List by Lucy Foley. I follow Reese Witherspoon Book Club because um, it's all women authors and women with women with a voice. So, And then also reading um, the prequel, Edward Cullen's um, view on, it's called Midnight Sun for Twilight. So, oh, I, yeah. I'm oh, reading um, Little Fires Everywhere. <gasps> oh, where are oh. you? Oh my gosh, I love I that. I am on book. chapter eight. Okay. Is it good? Yeah, pretty good. At first, it took me a while like to get into it, so I had to like reread certain parts. Yes. Um, and then I was like, okay, maybe if I read it out loud, I'll like really <laughs> get into it. So yeah, now I'm like starting to get into it, but it took a while to like pick up. But did I'm you, liking it. Did you watch the series? No, I didn't. Okay, I, I well, watched it. I thought it was very good. The yeah, series so I, and the book completely different. Oh, really? Wow. In some instances, like there's, I remember talking again with my sister and Little Fires Everywhere is a Reese Witherspoon book club pick. And so I read that like a while ago before the series and me and her were like talking about it. I was like, oh, wait, this wasn't in the book. Wait, this wasn't in the book. Well, this wasn't in the book. So they, and then I had Google and like talk about the author with Reese Witherspoon and stuff that they do explore in the series that they don't in the book. Wow. So it's I'm interesting. A, yeah. I'm at the part where Mrs. Richardson offers me a job. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So there. So, and then I just, I finished, before that, I finished uh, White Oleander. Oh, I haven't seen, oh, I haven't wow. read that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was a thick book and I was yeah. pretty into it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good. Good. Yeah, yeah, I found well, it I'll at one it. of those, um, pre-COVID, I found it at one of those like little um, community libraries where you just like leave a book, drop a book. Uh-huh. Oh, so somebody had left that book. I was like, oh, it was on Oprah's list to read. So I'm going to read it. And yeah, it was during, during at the beginning of COVID, I start. I went through my the books that I had, and there were a couple that I hadn't read or had tried to read and couldn't get through. And so I went through and, and read and read all the finished those before I got anything else. And one of them was wow. the road, the road by Carmack McCormack. And it's really, it took me, I tried to read this book over the years and I could not get into it. And then I read it during COVID and actually it probably wasn't the best thing to read during COVID because it's very apocalyptic. It's apocalyptic. Uh, (laughs) You're supposed to read to like escape from your world. (laughs) (laughs) And Jackie and I just read uh, Once I Was You by Maria Inahosa. Uh Also interviewed for the News Director's Office podcast. We'd like to hear more about that. So that was a great read. It was good. It was. I read so much. I went through, like, I read a book in a week during COVID. And then other times it would take me like two, three weeks. I read probably like seven books in the first like three months. To be honest. I used to read a, a lot more when I was younger. Like I would read Little House on the Prairie books. Like there was no Aww. tomorrow. Like I would just read them and read it. And they were like 600 page books. They were yeah. thick. And yeah. I would just like sit there and read and I need another book. And then I'd have to go to the library to get another book. I love it. I, I love lo- yeah. reading. Yeah, I love reading. So I'm yeah. happy to see Joey and Rachel like cheering each other on reading. <laughs> I loved Joey so much. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's yeah. so sweet at the end when he's just devastated that Beth might something bad might be happening to Beth yeah. but it, I 
even in the when I because I'd forgotten really the plot line when I saw the last movie, I was kind of devastated when that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, really good. And the the woman who plays Amy in the last movie, I thought she was. I can't remember her name. Yeah. She's English. She has like the bigger cheeks. Like uh, she, she was so face. amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to see what she does next. Mm-hmm. She was really great. Yeah, she was. And she's your. Uh, it's all your uh, hometown Sacramento Menno gal. Yes, Sersha. Greta and, and Greta Gerwig. Yes, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen that house um, where they filmed the the Ladybird. Ladybird. Yes, and I get it. She says, "Like Sacramento is the armpit of California," and it's like it. It is yeah. not. It, it is, is not. Is that is an untrue statement? Yes, it is not. But in a sense, because it's the valley. When it's- you're in high school and you're <laughs> everything is that way, though, right? Yes, but I see. I get what she means because it's literally it, it's like a valley, you know, like the dips right there. So, anyways, it's a lovely town. <laughs> I think I'm gonna be driving by through there next week. So yeah. I'll send you a snapshot. And be like, this is where Jackie's from. No, where are you going? To Oregon. Oh, nice. Road trip. Yay. Fun road trips for you. Yeah. But I thought it was funny, too, when um, Joey picked up or Rachel suggested that Joey read the book, uh, Little Woman, (laughs) where where Joey goes, the little woman, he's like, how little are they? Are they scary little? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that's the best thing about it. He had no. No idea. No expectations and had no idea what the book was about and completely got taken in yeah he yeah good. he's a bookworm yeah good let's keep like, it up. jane Eyre was that way for me i really didn't and i read it as an adult mm-hmm. and i i had no expectation i don't even know how i got it. i think i someone gave me the book i don't even remember but i read it and i'm like this is amazing uh, I've never read it. i haven't read a lot of classics unless it was in school i'm more of like the new novels that have come out you should read jane Eyre. jane Eyre and mothering heights are both yes Yes, I would love to like dedicate. Maybe I'll do that like this the rest of the year. Dedicate the classics, you know. I like to do a little rotation. I'll read like a nonfiction, maybe a current, contemporary fiction, and then maybe Mm -hmm. something a little older too. Mm -hmm. Although uh, our friend Bobby Gonzalez just told me that he read Moby Dick, and I'm like, how on earth did you slog through that? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, maybe he's really bored, or you know. Time on his hands. Time on his hands if he's not writing songs and posting them on Instagram. <laughs> I did wow. that was really long, too. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. During COVID, I read something that was really long. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm happy to talk more about books, too. If we want to, if that's I, right. that's yeah. like, that should be another podcast. <gasps> yeah. The book, book club. club. Oh, yes. HLA book club. Yes, yeah. I think that. other TV stations have book clubs. Yeah. I'd be yeah. down for that. I would like to try to figure out how to do a virtual one, but I don't know how to do it without everyone like talking over one another. Yeah. Oh, like there's some, like I know WebEx, you can raise your hand if you want to say something. <laughs> you like, there's like a little chat area. Well, there's like a chat area. And then there's like a little icon for raise your hand. And if you have a question, then you raise your hand. And then hmm. once they call on you, then you can put your hand down. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, right. I don't know if Zoom has that too. All right, well, this was fun. In the next episode of Friends with Friends, uh, we learn a little more about Phoebe's past. Uh, uh, an old friend emerges, and we learn a lot about her. And Smelly Cat's back. Yay! <laughs> so if you like us, give us five-star ratings, subscribe, and download. 
and follow us on Friends with Friends podcast on the Insta or on the gram, whatever you millennials like to call it. <laughs> and our gram feed is great and it's growing and it's got really yeah. fun content on it. Yeah, check it out. Bye. Bye.